And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm Josh Giddy and I'm down to dunk. Hey, this is Kenny Hustle and I'm down to dunk. I'm Darius Basley and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala and I'm down to dunk. This is Poku and I'm down to dunk. I love cereal. Captain Crunch. Salmon Toast Crunch. Cracklin' Oat Brand. Oh, I can have these? I'm going to share with my team, but I'm a hog most Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. With me, never, on Thursday nights, it's my good friend Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? What's up, Andrew? So, we're not going to do a fry pod. Uh, I've had a crazy day and we'll not be getting up super early tomorrow. So, we actually might have some guys popping in and out of this pod. I hope we do. Make it, make it, make it a fun pod. Fun some Thursday guests, fun. some special guests. <laughs> uh, trade deadline came. It's, it's gone. It's gone. And it's over. The what Thunder, a blast! The Thunder did the the uh, Casey Apollo trade. The psycho behavior pick. <laughs> uh, Andrew, you look like you're gonna pat about to pass out from boredom talking about the Thunder trade deadline. Yeah, I mean that that one is it's the most. Sam Presti trade ever, right? Like, is there how many GMs in the league would make that particular trade? I mean, who wouldn't? Is I mean, that's the. But what I'm saying is, like, how many GMs do you see making trades like that? Is is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that that sort of construction. I think it's just because there's never been a team that's had this many picks. Yeah. And with these kind of protections, I think this might start becoming more commonplace because I, I look at that pick that the Cavs have, mm-hmm. the Blazers pick that they got for Larry Nance. Yep. The one that's protected out eight years or whatever. Oh gosh. Yeah. Like those types of picks just really hamstring a team. Yeah. And you know, we have the picks from uh Detroit and Washington. Those are very similar. If those teams ever want to make a all in trade, they're going to need picks. So I, I think these types of trades are going to become more commonplace mm-hmm. and, and they're really interesting. Um, because in fact, we still don't know what's going on with the fallout from the Simmons Harden trade in terms of the Philly pick because right. they sent them the 27 pick. Now it's possible they just said conveying two years after the OKC pick, and so they didn't have to change the protections at all. But that still could be a possibility mm-hmm. until we we see the final term. So, I, I I think they're fun. I mean, this is the kind of these are the kind of trades that I was interested in because we have all these picks. A lot of them are kind of middling. What if we could just boost one a little bit, add a little juice? It's nothing crazy. It's been nothing boosted. Crazy. It's been boosted. 
And it's been boosted just a little, just a little juice, Andrew. That's all we want for Oklahoma City, or boosted for a potential trade too, where it's like, hey, listen, yeah, for this, sure, this could be an unprotected pick in twenty six. You know, it's it's a lot better than hey, this is gonna convey as the twentieth pick in a year. And also, the Thunder don't have to pick in the twenties in a year, or have to figure out what to do with that pick if they don't have a a, a slot. You know, like the, it's it kind of helps because they they're they're gonna have too many guys very soon. Is what it feels like over the next two drafts. So it's good to yeah, spread that sure. out a little bit too. Yeah, it's the difference between hoping that Miami is bad four years in a row, which seemed like a 0% chance. Yeah, exactly. So now hoping that they're going to be bad two years in a row, which maybe that's like a 10% chance. Yeah. Like, I mean, anything can happen. We, we've seen teams have a major injury, have a down year. Of course, this is going to be, I mean, Kyle Lowry's, he, he's probably not going to be in the league at that point. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler is going to be in the last couple of years. I mean, he's going to be 35 or 36. Like, you yeah. just don't know. No and idea. so... For a second round pick to add that little boost to a first round pick, which are the ones that matter, like I think that's great. Like we have seconds, we have plenty of seconds. Yeah, well, we and, honestly, and this we one have plenty is the worst, and it's, this is the worst of three. It's the worst right. of Oklahoma it's like City, a, it's a, Philly, it's a meaningless and second for us. Yeah, it's probably in the late forties or fifties. You know. Yeah. So I, I I loved it. I mean, it's kind of boring in the grand scheme of things but you know thunder fans probably wanted a little bit more than that yeah but we had talked about how this was probably going to be a boring deadline yeah for the thunder yeah it's interesting because it is it it adds some juice to that and also i mean what what would you have said if kenrich was going to miami and and the pick protection is what we got back like how would you have felt about that um i i i would i would have not been thrilled with that yeah because i yes the pick improved but it, it it's still likely conveying as a late first mm-hmm. now if, if they sent kenrich and it just became unprotected in 25 yeah like yeah that's that's a little bit more interesting yeah um but no i, th- I think this was the right value because it's still likely to convey as a late first but you're you're improving your odds a little bit yeah okay uh, any, any thoughts on basically the non-trades? Like, I, I don't think any of us expected Ken, Kenrich to be dealt. I don't think any of us expected Muscala. I think it was all kind of an outside shot. I thought, you know, maybe like Ty Jerome for a late second or something like that. But they didn't do anything. And we honestly don't even know what they're going to do with the Casey Apollo play. So are they going to... Are they even going to bring him here? Like I have, I don't know. I don't have a good feel for that. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do there. But really, nothing, nothing happened. Yeah, and I think the what's up? Oh, <laughs> what's up, man. y'all? Hell, man, what up, dude? Oh, what's up? Um, yeah, the, the fact that Houston couldn't get a first for Eric Gordon was the thing that. Was like okay, we're, we're we're if they can't get a first for Eric Gordon, like we're not getting a first for Kenridge. I realize yeah. that like Eric Gordon takes a lot more effort to go get because of the contract situation and Kenridge is super cheap. Yeah, but still, like Eric Gordon is a more helpful player for most contenders than Kenridge Williams. He's 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 going to depending be perceived as a more valuable player. Yeah, Ooh, sounds like someone hates our team. <laughs> 
no, but it just goes back to the idea that like Kenrich was never going to get a first round pick. And that's why they put that out there as the offer. Yeah. And if someone bowled them over and gave them some crazy deal, gave them a nice pick, sure, maybe they'd think about it. But it was just, it, it felt, the closer we got, it felt more and more unlikely. Yeah. I wonder what that really looked like. Like, what was the... In terms, because there, there probably was an offer from someone. There's probably an offer from someone. Uh, I'm and, sure, I'm sure someone out there just sends out a ton of low balls. I mean, there's got to be low ballers all over the place. Uh, like my cousin Dan. Remember when he was in our oh fantasy basketball league? Oh, he was such oh a my. low baller. <laughs> uh, pissed me off at the trades he sent me. <laughs> yeah. I also, I do think I, that there's value in players that are good that like being here and like would like to be here long term. And I think the Thunder believe that there's value in that too. And there's also kind of the thought process of, the minute this team is good, they're going to be looking to deal a pick for a guy like Kenrich. So if you did get a pick, you might be dealing out the same pick, you know, two years from now, you know, just to bring him back, which I almost would be in favor of because it is helping your draft slot. You know, I don't, that's, yeah. that's, that's where I do think that you should, you should just go ahead and pull the lever and let him go. And then you go get him or get somebody else, you know, down the road. But obviously there is something to the fact that he loves being here and that the Thunder really like having him in the locker room too. And also for those concerned about that aspect of it, like getting better draft odds, the fact that they've started playing Poku more, started playing Teo more. Yep. I think that's got to make you feel a little bit better because that is something that they just were not doing it's a for months and months and months. It's a lever. And now, now they are getting big minutes. They were getting big big minutes, yeah. <laughs> and Poku was, I mean, you know, obviously I'm saying that because I don't think those guys are going to help you win, but Poku and Teo both just had a, a very nice game. It's probably their best games of the season. But still, yeah. over the long term, if you're playing those guys 25-plus minutes a night, I think you can rest easy in terms of our pick. Yeah, and you can also rest easy in the fact that Houston was unable to move Eric Gordon and Christian Wood. Orlando wasn't able to move their guys, you know, their um, their veterans, although they may buy somebody out. But yeah. And then Detroit didn't move Jeremy Grant. Yeah, now Detroit is getting killed tonight. Uh, I don't know if I <laughs> believe in them that much. But no, I don't believe I think, in them. I'm not saying like Oklahoma City is going to pass them, but I'm just. Right. No. Things, no, none, I, things none could teams, stay just as they are. Yeah, kind of another thing below us tanked hard. Yeah. And I think, in fact, Houston arguably got better because they traded Daniel Tice, who just the fact that Silas was willing to play him, he was a part of some of the worst lineups on that team. So the fact that he was he is not there anymore, who knows? Maybe Houston goes on a nice little run. Andrews left me. Alone with Luke. He's back. Oh, he's back. Never mind. I'm back. Yeah. Andrew's video is like three seconds behind, and it's very disorienting. Mm. Am I still three seconds behind? You're not to me. You okay. are to me. It's just it's just me. Yeah, You're Al- perfect. Yeah, Alex is three seconds behind me. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Let me leave. I'll come back in. Okay. Uh, Andrew, mm-hmm. have I told you that I'm mad at Alex? Mm-mm. I can crap. I can talk crap about him since he's not here. He'll oh, never know. Yeah, I messaged him 
this is like Monday. And I asked him, I said, please talk me out of buying the new Pokemon game on Nintendo Switch. Yeah. That I want to buy it, but I know I, I don't want to want to. So he did the opposite. He talked me into it. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Yes, you did. How did you hear that? You weren't here. <laughs> yes, I was, I was backstage. Hear, when you're backstage, you can hear. Uh, he, you no. talked me into it. It was so depressing. I came home, got on my Switch. I get the little notification, friend online. I know that Luke's not playing any Switch games right now. And I just thought to myself, oh, no. He's yeah. gone and done it. He went and bought himself <laughs> Pokemon. Oh, no. Hell no. I went up and done it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's uh, and proof. <laughs> proof. I don't think anyone doesn't believe you. There it is. What happened? The problem was is that... <laughs> videos of people playing the game and talking about the game got into my TikTok algorithm and it it knew that I liked it and so wow, you were influenced by the algorithm oh, it really no. was yeah it really was so yeah well I really think the tank race will end up being just about the way that it is I think Portland will fall um, and be in like the five six range I think but that, that the, it, the Lakers win was actually huge for the It Thunder. was massive. Every single win we can get out of Portland makes me feel a little bit better. Oh. Knowing that we're playing them two more times. Yeah. Like anything we can get out of that team is is gravy. Because they're gonna be terrible. Yes. They're gonna be really, really bad. And the Thunder in their upcoming schedule is pretty tough. They've got Philly tomorrow night, which I don't know if James Harden's playing or not, but that's going to be really fun either way. Uh, Chicago, New York, San Antonio, Phoenix. They got Indy, Sacramento, who I'm not as worried about anymore. I'm actually not really, after their swap, I don't feel, I feel actually pretty good about both of those teams. Um, I, I think it's, I, I think they're, they're going to win some games. Like they play Orlando two more times. Like they need to at least like split those with Orlando. You know, they play Portland twice. They need to they need to split those. Uh, those will be those are like the most important upcoming games that they have, because I think Sacramento is going to want to win. I don't really know what Indiana will look like, but you know they they could I mean they could win that game, but we'll see. Yeah, I uh, I'm not going to freak out about it until the, the 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 balls fall, the ping pong balls fall, and we find out what happens because. I will freak out if we end up at six or seven again. Like I will freak out, and I will yeah. be pissed. And one thing I will bring up is the fact that this team is somehow twenty-three million dollars under the salary cap, mm -hmm. and yet could not put itself in a position to get a top pick. I know, which is which is just absurd. But hey, that might not happen. We may get lucky and jump up. So I'm not going to freak out now. If we jump but up, I'm it's just, all good. If if we're everything's fine. If we're Toronto, you know, of last year. Like, we're all good. Yeah. You know? I don't know what my limit is right now because I, I still don't know how I feel about the top of this draft, but yeah. there is some pick where beyond which I will go insane. To me, it's I five. Don't know. To me, it's five and beyond where I'm just what like, what, what, if, what if Shaden Sharp comes out in the draft? Does that, that will, change your mind at all? That will help. I just, I don't know how to feel about him. I, I don't. But you could talk yourself into it. Well, and I think the hope is that somebody else in front of us talks themselves into it. Yeah, yeah. Because like, Jaden Ivey, 
I would still be very pumped and also jacked to have Jaden. Oh, really? Jacked as well? Yeah, totally mm-hmm. jacked. Did you know you're going to deep, deep dive on all those players and get really hyped about like two or three more? Like, it's true. There's going to be somebody else. Yeah. I'll get hyped about. That's true. But I remember last year, it was very deflating having our live ping pong ball drop party. Oh, my gosh. And they dropped um, <laughs> in the way, like the exact way we did not want them to. It was very it was, deflating. It was very bad. Yeah. It was very bad. I uh, will say the Portland, it, them being having two potential lottery picks, mm-hmm. I do think that's good for OKC because Based on what Blazers fans who know stuff are saying, Blazers want to build around Dame. They're going to use those picks to make trades this summer. Now, it's not like OKC has some obvious player that they would trade Portland for one of those picks, but who knows? Like, What if you could give them back multiple picks for one of those picks so that they have even more ammo to go out and make deals? Mm -hmm. Like, I I do think they are a a trade-up candidate. And I think they're going to have two lottery picks, although the Pelicans look a little frisky tonight. But we'll see. Question. I, I think that would be good. Question. Question. Let's say the Blazers draw number two. Yeah. And number nine. And the Thunder are number six. And the Blazers call and say, hey, we'll give you two and nine for Shea. Would you do it? And so you, you get you get to, you pick so you, second, sixth, and, and sixth. Ninth. Uh, I would do that. Uh, so you'd have three lottery picks. Mm-hmm. The, only, the only bad thing is, like, I just this isn't the draft where I'd want to do that. I know, but of course, but of course, that'd be the reason they'd be offering that exactly. Because if they draw two next year, they're not. They're like, all right, cool. Scoot's gonna scoot and Dame. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously that would be crazy having three like top ten picks, adding them to Giddy, mm-hmm. and you're resetting the timeline a little bit to where you're now a player for twenty three. Yeah. Um. But I just don't know if this draft ha- has it for me. I know, like that ninth pick. I'm just. Uh, I don't know if I. I don't know if I do it for that. Especially if yeah, the Thunder draw six. If the Thunder drew five or four, then I might be like, okay, we could do Chet, Jaden Ivey, and then Jalen Duran. You know? Yeah, like imagine if this was last year and you're like, okay, so I'm getting one of Cade or Mobley or or if you like Jim yeah. Green, and then I'm getting two more in that top ten. Like yeah. that would be totally different, and you'd have to consider it. Yeah, This year it doesn't feel that way. Yeah. I just wonder if you'd – and this is if, if you'd want to do it to reset the timeline specifically for 23. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. The, the idea of going all in on a draft, though, when the odds are the way they are. <laughs> it's so it scary. Just, well, yeah, you're just going to get <laughs> screwed. So I'm just scary. assuming you're getting screwed yeah. no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I would do it either, but I think it's just an interesting thought because that's the kind of thing that, like, they're not going to call and be like, hey, We'd like to have Dort. Like, okay, we gotta like we gotta stop that. Like, they're not gonna call us about Dort as his running mate, but they would call about Shea as his running mate. True, but you could see Dort and a pick to move up 
a little bit where they're still getting another lottery pick. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. Just something to keep an eye on because I'm, I'm I'm fascinated by what Portland is going to do. They have to build an entire roster this summer. Yeah. Hell and man. so they're just Hell under a sneeze. ton of pressure. <laughs> yeah, I, they are. I just uh, I just silenced my sneeze. <laughs> you guys didn't have to hear it. Oh, wow. Well, and the Kings are another interesting one because if the Kings somehow jumped up into the top three, like they're not are they drafting a big. Yeah. Well, actually, if I mean, if they could get Chet, Chet next to Sabonis is kind of perfect. I don't know. I don't know that I love that. But I, I saw there's a guy I follow on, uh, I think his name's Tim Maxwell, Sacramento Baby Draft or something. He put, up, <laughs> he, put, he put up a poll asking, do you think we'll end up keeping our pick this year? Sabonis mm-hmm. Baby Draft is his name. <laughs> and uh, let's see what it says. 60, 60 to 60, 30. Well, I guess that doesn't add up to 100. 66, 33 think they're keeping it. But, but a lot of people think that they will trade it. And he, and he thinks they will trade it. Basically being like, they're all in now. Like they're clearly in win mode. The Sabonis contract is super interesting because if they're in this same position next year at the trade deadline, you are now looking at a half season and then his expiring year. Mm-hmm. So like they can't afford any more development time. Like they got Davion. They're going to hope that he's going to like he's ramp up. Old. Yeah, which which he he's been good in his last couple games, but like adding another top pick, like they are going to use that pick mm-hmm. unless it's unless like you said maybe maybe if it's one or two they don't do this, but if they just get like the tenth pick, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that it, they are going to be trying to move that for someone. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that everybody from eight to twelve is going to be trying to move their pick for something probably for something real, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be. I think that that will be happening a lot. So, uh, I I am interested in seeing what the Thunder do the rest of the way before the end of the season if they're going to try to do something to get closer to the salary floor. Because I do think that there will be options for them to do so. And ways they could do that are they could they could pull another Gabby deck here where they look for some European prospect as the EuroLeague wraps up to bring over and give them a fat, like, seven or eight million. You know, they could do this with two guys and <laughs> and wave two guys. What are you doing, L-Man? Jay's in, our com- Jay's in the comments. I know. Why isn't he just joining Why is he not joining the pod? I don't know. But I think it's a possibility that they do something like that, where maybe they wave Isaiah Roby and bring over somebody and wave Casey Apollo and Isaiah Roby and bring over two guys that just eat up the rest of it or like a big fat chunk of it where there's just hardly anything left. I would, I would almost predict that over them paying all of this out. Do you think though, the deck, the way that went, and of course all we're seeing is, you know, from like Dex PR team, but like the fact that he was like basically a DMP, mm-hmm for most of his time here, it did not seem like he or anyone around him was happy about that situation when he left. Do you think that maybe prevents them from going down that road again? Like, is it really worth it? I don't think it would prevent them from going down that road again. Yeah. I think that, 
from my perspective, I do believe they wanted to get a, a look at Gabriel Deck. They did obviously did not like what they saw, and they let him go. <laughs> and he made some money, and he got to go. He got to go home, and he was unhappy about it. Uh, I, I think there were a lot of people around him that were very unhappy about it. But what? I mean, I think at this point, it's like, what can you do? I think the Thunder. It's at this point, it's kind of like free money to just try try some guys out and see what they look like because they're going to spend the money anyways. Yeah. You know, so I, th- I think that they, I think it's viewed like that. It's not viewed as like, Oh, this is a nice bonus check. That's going to go in these guys wallets. It's no, it's like, Hey, we have this amount that we're going to have to spend anyways. Let's see if we can find somebody. And that's, that would be my guess as to how they will use that. Use those. The other, the other benefit would be if you sign a guy for the rest of the season and then give him a non-guaranteed or partial guarantee on next season. Yeah, that's all of a sudden. All of a sudden, this summer you have some mid-sized contracts you could potentially include in a trade if something came up. Sure. Yeah, and and I think which they they don't really have right now. Yeah, I think they would be partially guaranteed or non-guaranteed, which would make them more desirable in a trade. Exactly. So that yeah. would be my guess as to what will happen. I don't think they're going to pay all this money out to to these guys. I just don't think that's going to happen. Andrew, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Are you disappointed that we didn't uh, pull any levers? Uh, yeah, I am. I am. Lever or lever? Lever. Yeah, I, I was hoping there was going to be some, something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did too. I'm at this point it's going to be in the hands of the coaching staff and really the leadership of the team as to how they'll handle this. You know, if they play him 10 minutes, Kenrich 10 minutes a night and they I mean, there's a chance that Mike Muscala doesn't play again. He's having ankle problems. There's a chance he has is going to have surgery in the offseason on his ankle. They may not play him again. And we know he wins big random games um on final shots that Yeah, we got to we got to keep him off the court. <laughs> That's the way. Yeah, I wonder why they wouldn't schedule the surgery now just to give them more time to like heal up and get back for next season. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't there's a lot of things about the Moscala stuff that's perplexing to me. Because the the report, whenever that came out, it sounded like they were pretty certain, like, oh yeah, he's probably gonna have <laughs> surgery in the offseason. He was the one that said it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, what? I don't know. What are we waiting for? Like, why? I, I mean, obviously, it's the type of thing where he can't make it worse, or he wouldn't be playing. Yeah, because the most recent one that he's being held out until the All Star break is a different thing going on with the same ankle. I don't really know. He's a complex honest. ankle. I don't really, I don't really quite know what any of that means. Um, okay, Lindy Waters is now on the Thunder. They uh, signed him to a two way contract today. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. What, what, what can you tell us about Lindy Waters? Uh, the third, foot, six, right? Six foot six, uh, Oklahoma State guy. He's Native American. He's really cool, cool guy. And he's oh, really? Shot above forty percent from three on five attempts per game in the G League. So, like, legitimate shooter at six six. Like, give him a try. I'll be honest. When you tweeted about him, said, "Oh, I think that this is really cool that he's getting a shot." Mm-hmm. I didn't pay. I didn't pay no mind to that because I was like, "Oh, listen to this guy. What, what does he know?" But then Sam Vecini tweeted about him, and then now you're all excited. 
Yeah, and then I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll buy into this. <laughs> Alex, support your friend. Come on, man. I, I just needed I needed a second source. That's all. Because mm. Andrew's biased. He's you guys are both OSU grads. Yeah, I'm I'm very I, biased when it comes to Lindy Waters in particular. When I, just, I saw him in the I Cowboys like jerseys, I was like, oh, is this just another? Who I mean, we've we've brought in guys from like OSU. Before. He's di- he's different than. I mean, most of the guys we bring in from OSU can't shoot. You know, like that's yeah. and that's what Lindy does. So I hope yeah. he gets like a real shot. I don't know do if he'll get a real shot, but I hope he does. Personally, Andrew? No. Yeah, do you know Lindy personally? No. I like watching Is it him. true is it true that Lindy played with Trey Young in high school? I th- yes, that is true. That's kinda neat. Yeah. That's kinda neat. Something yeah. to ask him. Something yeah. to ask him about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's cool. I'm excited about that. So uh, all right, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to go to some Twitter questions. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. And now, we're going to dive into some... Twitter questions! <laughs> little music. For the little elevator questions. music. <laughs> All right. Our first Twitter question comes from at Thunder underscore draft. How active do you think Sam Presti would be via trade, via the trade market this off season on a scale of one to ten? Ten. I mean, he's 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 Mister Activity. I think it just happened that like this whole cycling process, cycling through contracts, bringing in random guys, it kind of just hit its natural end point. Yeah. This trade deadline, where there just wasn't a lot more to move around. It, yes. The Thunder have the guys that they want to keep. They don't want to move them. And then the guys that are left over, no one really wants them. <laughs> you know? Right. So, yeah. Like you're but not- in, the, in the summer, that completely changes. Because now you know where other teams' picks are. Yeah. Those teams have decided what they want to do going forward that summer. And so, yeah, it all, it'll all heat back up. I, I would expect more fireworks this summer. Yeah. Even if this Especially was a, a snooze fest. High. Yeah. Especially around. That's when you see a lot of those fireworks. That's usually when it happens. And the and the draft. I think they'll be. I mean, he'll always do something at the draft, whether it's trade one pick for two picks or whatever. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This next one is from Zach Deeg. Uh, let's pretend that Palinka is let go sometime before the off season. Do you think Presty would have real interest in a Lakers role? Oh, yeah. Somebody, I saw someone ask this question. I don't think so, because if you read stories about the Lakers, they sound really dysfunctional organizationally. Yeah. To the point where, especially like being a GM 
for the Lakers is weird enough because mm-hmm. you have people in the background that are influencing things like Rambus. But yeah. in addition to that, you're also the GM of LeBron. Yeah. And so like how much power do you really have? In addition to that, you have no assets. Like in, in addition it, to that, does he want to go be with Russell Westbrook again? Oh, I didn't even think about that. So there's a lot of reasons like like the Boston idea like that makes sense. Like, yeah. yeah, I get, I get if that ever happened, I get it. Although I will say, the trade today that Brad Stevens made makes me feel better that he's going to be sticking in that job a little longer because I thought that was a really nice trade. I thought I loved everything Boston did today. Yeah, yeah, they did a good um, job. So yeah, I don't think if he left, it would be for something like that. No, because I mean, Sam wants to imprint like his vision onto an organization. Like, you're not doing that to the Lakers. The Lakers are the Lakers, and what they thrive on is being the Lakers. It's not really anything else. They just they just make things happen because they're the Lakers. Uh, all right, at Zach underscore Terones, Zach says, what do you see in Chet that doesn't make you worried about his frame? I think he'll be able to score from the outside, but I just think he'll get moved around like a leaf in the wind against grown men in the NBA. See Moses Brown last year. Uh, he's not a center. That's why I'm not worried. He's not going to play center his rookie season. He's like the same way we talked about this with Mobley. Everyone was freaking out. Everyone freaked out when they signed Jared Allen. It's like, mm-hmm. why are you playing two centers together? It makes sense for Mobley to be in the spot he's in. And I feel the exact same way about Chet. Chet is going to play the four. He's going to play with another big man starting out in the league. Now, with the Thunder, maybe that's not the case. I was going to say, here, he, he probably here would they, play center. Yeah, they might just not care. Yeah. In which case, I'm fine with that because I do think down the in like five years, I think Evan Mobley will be an NBA center and he'll be getting a lot of center minutes. Mm-hmm. But I think for Chet starting out, if he goes to a team that's not OKC, I could totally see him playing with another big and I don't think that's really a problem. And so, I don't know. I'm, I'm just... I, I'm not worried about it. I think he can do so many other things and he uses his frame really well in terms of like catching back up and blocking shots. Mm-hmm. Um, he uses it really well on defense. You know, on offense, we'll have to see because yeah, like him shooting like whatever insane percentage he's shooting at the rim, it, it's, you know, like 80% or whatever. Yeah, that's probably not going to hold up in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But I still think he's going to be effective. And the fact that he does have that perimeter game and that is an area of development for him makes me less worried. It's not like you're just bringing in a guy who's really good around the basket. He's going to do more offensively when he's in the NBA. So I'm not worried about it for those reasons. Yeah. But I get it. I get it. Sure. He's just, and he's also super tough and doesn't, I don't know. Like he, he's willing to, to get in there and play. Like he's not. Oh, he, he gets in there. He's not Poku. <laughs> he's not Poku. He's not Poku. But you need a Poku. Gotta have a Poku. We've got one. Because Poku has a more stylish game. You know, he's a smooth operator. <laughs> he's like a little snake on the courts. You see his beautiful finger roll. I did, yeah. What a nice, what a nice play that was. Yeah, he played well. Let's let's see it again, Poku. Do it again. Yeah. Do it Anytime he hits, like. When, when he has a night where he's hitting four threes, man, it looks good. Yeah, he looked he looked really good. Imagine like being the uh, the opposing team, be like, man, this Poku guy is like really blowing up. 
Actually, he's not. Uh, at Alex underscore Bullerjack, if you could trade one unhealthy thing and make it healthy, what would it be? Wow, you can choose any unhealthy thing and it instantly becomes healthy. healthy. Anything that's unhealthy and it becomes healthy. Is this like? Is this talking about like an activity or like a food? Oh, I I was thinking food, but. <laughs> You know, I'm gonna let you explore the studio. Luke, Luke space, wants Luke. beer. Luke wants beer to be healthy, so he can. That just would it. really be something, wouldn't it? If beer were healthy, that'd be awesome. Or you get, you get just as drunk, but it actually is good for you. Yeah. Or I was thinking, um, just like eating junk food if it was good for you. I mean, I would be. Well, you have to pick a junk food. You don't get the whole category, yeah, you Luke. Yeah, you can't have. If I asked if it was a thing, or if it was an activity, or if it was a specific junk food, is not an activity. Eating junk food is an activity. No, you have to pick a junk food. That's like saying eating is an activity. It is an activity. That was <laughs> so you can just choose every food in the world. I was about to I say choose I choose eating. Choose <laughs> I would choose eating, but if I'm choosing a specific food, beer would be good. Um, I'll let you pick one restaurant. How about that? One restaurant, yeah, because you eat some, you eat at some terrible eateries. I do that are slowly killing you, yeah, night after night. <laughs> um, I think, oh man, I would want uh, Arby's. Without, I knew you were gonna yeah, say, I knew you choose Arby's. Yeah, <laughs> and really, it's not that bad for you. Is it not? <laughs> what are you talking you about? Mean? I know you're not getting their market fresh sandwiches, Luke. Even those are probably not good for you. They're probably not good. I've had their salads before, though. But um, they have a new spicy, spicy sandwich that's like super spicy. It's called like, and it has like a TikTok challenge associated with it. They, I don't, even, they don't even know what meat's on it. It's just second spicy fry sandwich. pot in a row that you've mentioned the TikTok Arby's challenge. By the way, you know, the Diablo, <laughs> the double Diablo TikTok challenge or something. I want to yeah. do it. Yeah, I know you. You said the exact same thing last week. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I'm thinking about it a lot. I talked to my friends, my fellow Arby heads. I talked to him about it a lot. Luke can only hold like three thoughts in his head at a time. So that thought is still being lodged in there. Oh. He's still using it. Mixing around. It will get replaced. Uh, I lost a lot of other information to, to Pokemon. Oh, Crazy. man. <laughs> Al? Oh... I mean, I would love to eat gummy bears every day. That would be great. Healthy gummy bears. And there's there's variety in gummy bears. Yeah. So, as long as I don't have to pick one. Yeah. As uh, long as I get the entire category. Can I choose ice cream? Uh, Yeah. I think I would choose ice cream. That yeah. counts. I, Junk food doesn't count. I would just ice cream counts. choose carbs as a whole. <laughs> All carbs. I choose the macronutrient carb. <laughs> I would also probably choose that. I mean, you just get after some chips and salsa and it'd just be healthy for you. I mean, that'd be unbelievable. Oh my gosh. I would have eaten healthy today. All right. Next one. Let's see. Uh, this is from at DK wing underscore duck, dark wing duck. Uh, he wants to know the best lunchtime trade that you ever made. What does that mean? Like you trade one food item for another with a kid at school. Oh. Oh. I wasn't a big trader. 
Yeah, Luke was a. I mean, you you ate at school every day. Like, swipe the card. You were one of those kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. I was I was a lunch bringer. Uh, my mom packed me lunch, powdered donuts, and baby carrots, and a sandwich every day yeah. of my life. Yeah, I remember that. Did you ever? Uh, mm, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, yeah. I once traded my entire sandwich for an oatmeal cream pie. Wow. I think I lucked out. I mean, it's sort of a sandwich. Yeah. It's a little sandwich. A little Cookie sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. It's probably the best trade, the best trade I could think of. I felt really good about it that day. I think it was in the second grade. You were in the deal yeah, zone. Second grade. I was in the deal zone in the second grade that day. <laughs> Feeling good. Uh, this one is from at Stone Cold S. Adams. With all the talk of a celery floor, what would you prefer your floor <laughs> to be made out of? Oh my gosh! What are these questions? I don't know. There's more coming. Just like, get ready. <laughs> um, I think you could actually do something cool with macaroni and grout. Excuse me. You know, like lay macaroni down on your floor and then pour grout in the crevices, so you have like a macaroni floor, <laughs> hard macaroni. <laughs> but but the grout goes in between, so it's like a solid floor. Have you ever seen the people that make their floors out of pennies? Yeah, those are those are those cool. Are I've seen pe- penny tables. Yeah, but I've seen it on the floor, and it looks actually pretty cool. And it's a great way to save. Yeah, a money floor. I do pennies. I'm pretty sure Dave Ramsey recommends that. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> cut out a chunk of your floor every month. Make a penny what? floor. Make a What's penny a floor. Uh, let's see. Zach Deeg has another question. What's the most underrated breakfast food that people don't talk about enough? I have my answer. Well, no, I don't. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. I talked about this recently. You know? So I'm, you know, you don't have to like raise your hand. You don't have to say I have my answer. We're not like playing a game. You can just say it. I know, but I've rethought about it. <sighs> okay, I'll say it. Okay, go ahead. Okay, go. People, Please. <laughs> people don't talk enough about the kolache. Okay. What is that? And how good it is. Hot What's little hot sausage wrapped up in, in some bread. Yeah. Then it's called a kolache. And the spicy, uh, the place that was used to be my old house called it a kolache. Yeah. Oh. And it was, they have a spicy, like a jalapeno kolache. Mm. So, that, so it's like a big pig in a blanket? Uh huh. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's is. exactly what it is. Mm, and it's, when, you get a little jal- when you get a little jalapeno in there, it's pretty good. It is good. Jalapeno on top? No, it's like it's a jalapeno, like the sausage jalapeno has yeah. some jalapeno. I th- uh, the ones that I've seen have a have a a marking of a jalapeno on top, so that you oh. know what it and, is. But uh, I would eat it. It sounds yeah. good. I kind of I agree with that. I don't ever hear anybody talk about those. Just you and Jay are the only people in my life that I've ever heard talk about them. Actually, and I think that me and Jay are two people you can trust about food. I think that's right. <laughs> I do not trust. Luke about food. What do you what what the heck you say? You're basically like a human raccoon. Like you would eat <laughs> out of a garbage can. It depends on what was in it. <laughs> like that Seinfeld where he he eats the donut that's on top of the garbage. Yeah. Yeah, the eclair. Yeah, I would do that. That's easy. No question. Yeah. <laughs> You're a little garbage guy. Whatever, man. <laughs> You're a little raccoon. Uh I am Kev Kevbot. 
wants to know, where do you think the Rockets end up in the reverse standings after their moves at the deadline? I mean, I anticipate that they're the same as us. They also want to lose. So if it gets to the point where they are starting to win games, they will sit Eric Gordon or anyone else they need to sit. I mean, I, he's probably the only one that's really... Maybe Jay Sean Tate. They're not going to sit Jay Sean Tate. No, no. So, like, no. maybe they sit Eric Gordon. I, I don't know. I, I would be surprised. I, I, they would be really dumb if they let themselves pass us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still so mad about the three-game win streak. Honestly. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Yep, that was rough. I got to say, that Blazers game that I went to. Yeah, that was bad. Boring. So bad in every aspect. Also, I want to say shout out to the uh, game ops, in-game ops at the the Paycom Center. Yeah, you like it? So much better. So much better in Oklahoma City. Hey, Taylor. What's up, Tayshawn? Hey, what's up? Hey, Sean. It's me, Dale, man. What's up, Dale? <laughs> Where are you? Oh, are you already doing the What podcast? do you like about the in-game ops? Because I, I feel like some, are, some arenas do a better job than OKC. So in Portland, like, I, I swear they did like three documentaries about like, you know, a person who had been with the organization for 30 years and was retiring or whatever, you know? Yeah. My wife, my wife was crying over this woman, this Karen woman who was retiring. But I, I just want more games. I like games and I feel like OKC plays a lot of games. Yeah. There's a lot of fan involvement on the screen. I like looking at people on the screen. Yeah. That's all I really want. And there just wasn't enough of that in Portland. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. they do. Yeah. And it has a rhythm. Like they do the same things every time. My only critique is that they have done away with the kiss cam. Don't you think that's just a COVID thing? That'll come back. Oh, you think so? Probably. I don't. I think once it's gone, I think it's gone. But I I think a team had a kiss cam. Well, the Thunder. Wasn't there a clip that. But I want it to come back. Did you? And now they do like a dance. I do like a good dance cam though. 
And the one where they do, where they have two, like a person, they have like a celebrity and they find their lookalike in the crowd. I like that one too. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that like the game game face one, solid. I, I do like that too. I don't need much. I don't need much. Mm-hmm. Portland was just a little dead. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. What was the What was the best What was the best one they did? I, I can't even name a thing they did. Just Actually, all- you know what they did? They had. Oh no! Never mind. I watched that on League Pass. <laughs> that was actually in Oklahoma City when they had the game that they put up on the screen and it kept failing. Did you guys see that? Hmm. I don't think I saw that. Oh, it was very funny. They kept coming back to it and it kept right. failing. <laughs> uh, no, there was there was no fun games, and Zumba was the halftime show. Oh, I love that. I love it when it's um, a, a local Zumba troupe. No. No, you don't. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, if it's the local Zumba ladies. There's so many or, like really good halftime acts. Like really uh, the, good ones. Uh, the Raindrops, the kids dance team. That, that's not a halftime That's your act. favorite? Uh, no. It's funny when they do it. <laughs> but the Zumba, the Zumba class. You're the naming lady. the worst ones. The Zumba class is so funny. <laughs> I just went to, uh, I went to the Bulls game the other week. And the halftime show was Rumble having a dance off with the inflatable Rumble. Oh yeah, I and that, that was the whole halftime show. It was pretty not, cool, actually. I I liked it. I liked it better than most halftime shows. It's pretty cool. They're pre- they're pretty hit or miss. And may I say, the new quick change artists, not as good, not as good. Because you know you know the real quick change people. The guy died of COVID. Yeah, like yeah, last bad. year, they were good. Well, he's been was probably doing it for years and years. This is the first new quick change person's first year. No, it turns out this is like a whole. Like they had to have a quick change. It's a whole business. There's like multiple quick change people. You just have to buy the outfits, but they were the best at it. Whoever they got now, not a fan. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's it. Would be funny to buy those outfits. <laughs> yeah, if me and Luke did quick change. Uh huh. Could travel the world doing quick change. That'd be tight. It could really, if I was in trial, it could really right. drive my objection. <laughs> New outfit. Objection. <laughs> cool. I'll do that. <laughs> uh, I would dog, love that. Dude. Dog Olympics are good for halftime shows. When there's a dog involved, I like that too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a karate one the other day, where it was just people breaking boards. There was probably like fifty boards broken. Oh nice. really? That's I like that too. The, but nothing's gonna beat the most memorable one. Once you've seen the most memorable one, everything else is a letdown. And that is when the escape are at the Thunder Half at the Thunder Halftime. You completely cut out. Oh. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah. Once you've seen the top, everything else is not gonna be as good. The top one was when the escape artist drowned. But he lived. You start over from the top. You uh, no, no, you no we heard it. Out. We heard it. <laughs> it no, was, I didn't hear it. Started over. Nope, not gonna start it over. But it was a woman. She drowned. But she lived. She did <laughs> live. Yes, she lived. But, but she didn't drown. Like she almost she still drowned. drowned. You she can drown and be resuscitated. She was. Uh, question, question, judge. How do you guys feel about those books um, that people write when they die and then they come back? So like Cole write Burpo? books about their experience. <laughs> like yeah. Cole Burpo? Uh, it's what of- I don't like is like everyone has a little bit of a different experience. So 
either someone's lying, everyone's lying, or death is, you know, Colton, I don't know. Colton Burpo's not lying. I used to work at a half price book with a name on, like on 63rd May, and that book, Heaven is for Real, dude, I would pay top dollar for that when I was over at the uh, the, the bookseller's table. Because you know it's going to move. Because that really? thing moved. Moves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't. Why would he lie? He's a child. That's right. That's a good yeah, point. Chil- children, no, children do not lie. Never. No. Never. Especially when they die. My daughter, my daughter is 18 months old. She's already lying. <laughs> you know what the lie is? She's already lying. You know what the lie is? What's the lie? Said, Did you poop? She said, no. And turns around and runs away laughing. I'm like, uh-huh. wow, you're already lying. So, you know, she has to be grounded. So she's in her room for up to three days after that. Usually kids miss their gonna, parents. Yeah, kids gets learned behavior. <laughs> well, well, she has seen Kate ask me, did you poop? And, you and I say, no. And I no. run away. Uh-huh. They learn from they. Is they... this the podcast? <laughs> yeah, well, yep. Andrew, ask another question. That's all we've got for today. All right. <laughs> How do you guys feel about the James Harden deal? We can close with that. Uh, I, I was trying to think: Has there been a bigger deal, bigger trade in my lifetime? Yeah. Um, when you when you factor in everything, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to be hyperbolic. Yeah. It's usually, but I really don't It's usually know. not that both teams have the chance to be title contenders after a trade. It's like why it's such a big deal. Mm. Because they, yes. I would say that they are both now title contenders after the trade is done. And you can talk about like big trades that happened in the past. Like I think about like the Pau Gasol trade, but like that made one team a title contender. And it sent the other one into a tailspin. You know, it's, it, it is a very, very unusual... NBA trade. I, uh, I, yeah, I, I just can't get over it. Like we've had all star for all star trades previously. Yeah. You know, you have like, or, or a young star for young star. We've just never seen anything like this. This is like, I'm so excited for the Eastern conference playoffs because oh my try, try this exercise, try this out for size, rank your like top five teams in the East. Yeah based on who you think is most likely to win the title. You're not just pissing off like two fan bases now. You're pissing off four. Yeah. Because you're probably going to push the Chicago Bulls at five, yeah. and their fans are going to be like, what mm-hmm. the hell? We, yeah. We're awesome when we're, we're healthy. We have great perimeter defense. We have like two proven scorers who are great in the clutch, and you're putting us five? But it's like, who else? Yeah, they're five. How would you, how, how would you rank them right now? Uh, Milwaukee one, the Nets, the Sixers, um, Miami, probably Miami, and then Chicago, probably. Yeah, it's crazy to think, especially you- now, two of those teams, uh, one of those teams is going to lose in the first round. Yeah, definitely, it's wild. Yeah, Chicago. They're gone. Uh, Jay, we're going to see you die on the podcast, aren't we? Alex will love this. Alex. <laughs> uh, I, was trying to, uh, I was trying to switch to my AirPods. No, it sounds I, really good. Don't do AirPods. AirPods it, are the worst. I bet it, 
I better don't do AirPods. Does no. it sound okay right now? No, but uh, it sounds worse with AirPods. Okay, well, hold on. <laughs> it when it, fine. When it, when it, I mean, it sounds okay. Yeah, I mean, people will be able to hear it when it's on the crash compilation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just driving Alex. by that. Uh, I was just driving by that building that just engulfed in flames, still burning, smoke everywhere. Wow. Still yeah. What's, this, what's the you story just, like, with I that? Check in progress. Uh, no, I, is... I couldn't help my getting my mom's house ready for her to move into, so that's where I've been. Story is, Alex, it caught on fire. Yeah, I know that, but do they know why? No. They're not yet. Not yet. I don't know. It's if gonna, still on fire. To, to my knowledge, it's still on fire. It is still on fire, but I don't know how they figure it out when it's just like a smoldering pile of debris. Like, oh, well, right. looks like the fire started there. Uh, I think you just find the building's black box mm-hmm. and it will tell you. Hey, you guys want to know? Uh, no, I can't say this on the podcast. I heard you jump in. What did you hear? Y'all talking about heaven? Yeah, man. Call oh, yeah. Yeah, Eric Clapton. We were talking about when people, when people buy those, uh, when people write books about their death experiences. Oh my God, you can't you re- them. redo the pod. <laughs> yeah, Andrew, are there any more questions? End this. No. I honestly. When I joined this podcast, I didn't know if this was like post-podcast combo or if it was still the podcast. Alex, Andrew has had a stressful day. It's true. Oh, okay, uh, just for the people listening, they can tune out. We can, we can, we can edit the pod down. They don't have to watch this. And Andrew's if that's okay, then I'm willing to hang out and talk about it. Andrew is not going to edit the pod down. He's exhausted. That's so true. I'm not. All right, thanks so much for listening. <laughs> Hope you guys have a great weekend. We'll have a real podcast on monday i promise but thanks for tuning in i hated i hated the james harden ben simmons trade hated it bye goodbye As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.